Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast, coming to you guys every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on your favorite podcasting app. Thank you, as always, for joining me. By the way, if you haven't done so already, make sure you leave the podcast a rating and or a review just to show your support. I want to apologize a little bit in advance today. Uh, the brain may be fried a little bit. It's boys' night here in the Stokes household, so uh, that's the night where my wife has her business meetings at night and I have about two to three hours alone with the two kiddos and every dad out there probably knows that for us, two to three hours is more like two to three days and if you know my kids who are always hyperactive, you can hear one screaming in the background right now as they struggle to uh, kind of brush their teeth and get up to bed, um, it seems even more like three to four weeks. So the brain's a little bit fried, but during our session of jumping on the bed and, and my oldest built like a, a mini apartment upstairs out of random stuff he found, um, I came across a pretty interesting tweet um, that said, and I apologize, I can't remember who it's from, but it said, the more you understand the concept, um, the more you understand the concept that you are trading, the less historical testing that you need to do. And I always try to look at these things from an open mind. I, I think one of the, the coolest things about my experience as a trader in, in just my growth, and, and, and you guys have gotten to experience a lot of that as well, um, is that it truly represents what a growth mindset is like. And really, I represent what going from a fix to a growth mindset is like because I, I come from a position where I had a fixed mindset on what I thought trading was, on how I thought it had to be done, on, on what I thought you had to do to become successful. And that got changed due to a massive amount of failure to a growth mindset where I kind of embarked on this journey of learning and accepting that I didn't know stuff and educating myself. And then I kind of went back to a fixed mindset because once I got good, I was very stubborn in the way that I traded and no other way could be right except for my way or maybe not as I wasn't that far. I always accepted that other ways of trading were right, but I, I didn't want to hear really opinions about how I traded um, because it was working for me. And as I got more comfortable with myself as a trader, as I stopped caring about what other people thought and try to build my case where it's like technical analysis is this or Fibonacci's are this or this type of trading is this um, and, and really just being on the defense all the time because, you know, once you get good and your numbers show that you're good, you don't really care what other people 
think or say because the proof is in the pudding, right? Your PL statement comes in, there's lots of green numbers there, it's all good. The other stuff tends not to bother you, or tends not to bother you as much. It's this when that other stuff bothers you is when you don't have anything to show for it. When uh, you know when people say something that really hurts you, it means that there's a little bit of truth to it. So if you're ever offended by something that someone says, it means that deep down they've probably hit something that is true. And and whenever, you know, you hear traders kind of, you know, get offended by stuff, it's probably because there's some truth to it. So um, I had sort of a fixed mindset in that. But um, after kind of hitting my stride in trading and becoming consistently profitable and, and really becoming confident and comfortable in the way that I traded, I kind of adapted back into a growth mindset just in, in, in really my experiences with the market and seeing how market conditions change and, uh, change and understanding how you know, if, if I didn't continue to grow and learn and evolve as a trader, I was going to be left behind because the same things that were working a certain way in the past were no longer working that same way in the present. It was kind of a, a warning shot, I guess, that, hey, you have to keep working. You just can't settle. And part of that evolution kind of went with how I approached the market. Again, going back to my bad traders day, my focus were was fully on the strategy, right? Show me what to trade, show me what to trade, show me what to trade. I don't care about how to trade, show me what to trade, give me the strategy, tell me how it works, give me the rules, I'll back test it, I'll trade it, blah, 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 blah. And what, you know, after obviously failing at that and hitting a, a lot of stumps in the road, because again, it, the strategy is, is, is by far the smallest part of the equation that goes into to, into success i would say psychology and risk management are there as well it is necessary you need a strategy with an edge but you can have the greatest strategy in the world if you can't execute it if you can't manage your risk and your positions the right way it's not going to do you any good so those things are more important in my book and once i start to understand that and understand the concept of the, really learning how to trade is more important I started really shifting my my focus to really, you know, give me the get rich quick strategy, give me this thing that's going to make money to actually taking a passion or, or growing or having a passion in the markets and understanding how this game works. The, the markets are incredible. Um, if you're if you're kind of a, a trading nerd like me and, and you're you're in it for more than the money, it's incredible because it is essentially like a puzzle. It is a puzzle that you will never quite complete uh complete it's it's a puzzle that has some missing pieces that got lost under the couch but you're still trying to complete it you're trying to perfect it and and when you have that motivation that drive um you go into it each and every day with not just the mindset of how can i find a trade to make money how can i find a trade to make money but really kind of understanding how can i get better at understanding the market how can i get better at understanding a price chart how can i get better at understanding really human psychology because essentially that's all the market is right the the price chart for you guys that are technical traders is nothing more than and and really if, if you're not a technical trader because the price chart all it does is represent the quoted price and whether you're looking at a chart or you're using fundamental analysis to drive your decision making the price is going to be a price and and, and that is 100 um 100 driven by psychology by us as human beings now you can say it's it's robots and automated systems and stuff like that but we as humans are the ones that program that and we program it a certain way and that has to deal with what we want to see and the tendencies that we want to take advantage of so it all comes back to human psychology as well and the more you can understand that 
I think the better trader you can become. For you guys that have spent time on the platform, right? Um, I've done a lot of courses in my days of teaching and educating. And when we started tier one trading, I wanted to take things in a different direction. Again, I, I didn't have the pressure of needing to, you know, put together educational content in a certain way to fit a certain mold. I had the freedom to kind of do things the way that I wanted. And I came up with two courses, the foundation course, and about a year later, a year and a half later, the foundation 2.0 course. And the idea of those courses was to talk about really kind of price psychology, not just talk about it or teach you guys how the market moves, but talk a little bit about the why and, and, and digging deeper into what an actual kind of going to its lowest form, what an actual candlestick looks like, right? What does that wick mean? What does that body mean? If we close in an upper third, what's the story that that tells us about the session? If we close in a lower third, what story does that tell us about the session? Visualizing the battle between the buyers and the sellers, the bulls and the bears. And it sounded a little wacky. Some of you guys are listening to this right now, like this dude's crazy. Um, but for me personally, when I looked at a price chart in that perspective, when it was more than just a green candle or a red candle, but when each candle actually told me a story and I was able to form it in a way that made sense to me. I always, I always think like a old school, like wars and stuff like that, or, or sporting events where, you know, linemen battling each other, you know, that's just a sports guy. I love kind of wars and stuff like that. So that's how I visualize it. But when you can visualize it in a way that makes sense to you, the, the battle between buyers and sellers, you start to understand not just what is forming on your chart where it's like, oh, this is a pin bar. This is a doji candle. This is a double top. This is an ascending triangle. It's not just what, but you understand the story of why it's happening. Hey, this is a pin bar. So that means a rejection candle. That means the buyers tried to rush into the market, but they got rejected as soon as they broke below previous structure support um, or as soon as they broke above previous structure resistance and the sellers beat them back down, showing that there's selling pressure at this level. The next candle after that was a lower, low, lower close, meaning that the sellers then won the next session and were able to close at a lower point. And that tells you a lot about the, 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 the behavior of the market market allows you to make a, a prediction on what is the probable outcome for the future. And you know you can do that for any other concepts, double tops being a retest of structure, secondary test of structure, ascending triangles, for example, where the highs are being are equal, meaning that the buyers can't push price past a certain level. Um, however, each time the sellers try to push it down, they push it down less and less and less, meaning that there's more buying pressure on the downside or less selling pressure on the downside, meaning it's only a matter of time before, boom, this thing breaks out, right? We just saw that on Bitcoin the other day. Um, I did analysis on Bitcoin the other day where we were talking about, I think it was at like 14K and I'm like, hey, we can go all the way to 19K. And I don't trade cryptocurrencies. I don't, I look at Bitcoin like five times a year, um, but I've been pretty accurate with my predictions on them. And I got, I got a lot of comments when I shared the post and I shared a video like the week before calling it, Akil, how did you know that? You don't even trade cryptocurrencies. I'm like, you don't need to. I, I understand price. I can look at a price chart, whether it's in the Forex market, whether it's in the crypto market, whether it's on an index, right? Whether it's an individual stock and the pattern that the price chart is telling me allows me to understand the psychology of what's been happening in the market over the past few sessions, whether it's hours or days or weeks. And that allows me to make a prediction on, based on what I see, this is the probable behavior, future behavior of the market. Doesn't mean it's gonna happen, but we can make those predictions and that's our job. So 
going back to kind of the concept, the under the the once you understand more about why you're trading, it requires less historical testing. I actually believe in that. And we've had conversations with traders on our platform a handful of times, um, usually the more experienced ones once they get to this level. But they'll ask me, they'll, 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 they'll do their back testing on something else and then they'll start implementing a, maybe a change or a filter or another strategy. I'm like, hey, Keel, do I need to test this for the same duration that I did in the past, right? Typically I'm, I'm requiring, right? At least 100 trades, we're talking, you know, 10, 15 years, depending on what type of time frame you're on of historical data, which is a lot of data. Um, but once you've reached that kind of uh, reached that level of trading where, you, you know, you understand price, you understand concepts at probably a deeper level than a, a newer trader, you don't have to test as much because your time in the market that you've already gained uh, in, in learning beforehand, right, has given you this experience, has allowed you to understand what you're looking for in the story that it tells you, and then you don't need to do as much testing to kind of prove that it works. Now, I say as much because I am still a firm believer in backtesting. I do think you should backtest everything. I'm not a believer in blindly trading anything, or even if you're not gonna backtest, demo trade it for a, a elongated period of time I'm, I'm testing stuff on inside bars right now and it's been about i think we're going on like six months almost of uh maybe not six months what is this november um august september yeah four 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 or five months actually going on actively testing this day in and day out of the market now it's not necessarily back testing but it's still a testing period to ensure that it works to make observations and whatnot. Um, so I do think that is necessary, but you don't need to do it as much as if you were testing an initial strategy. Now, with that being said, for you guys that are newer traders, before you go out there and say, oh, well, Keel said I don't have to back test. Uh-uh, you do. Because we're talking about you don't have to back test as much once you get to a certain level of understanding. You don't get to that certain level of understanding until you've put in a certain amount of hours in the market, right? We're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of hours, right? Part of getting to that point where you've put in thousands of hours in the market is back testing, whatever you have back tested previously, right? Back testing is one of the best practices you can do because you can go through years and years and years of historical data without it actually taking years um, in the live market. So for example, if I wanna back test 10 years of data and see what happened over the last 10 years and make observations, whether it's just general observations or about a specific strategy, and obviously do data collection and whatnot, instead of actually doing that live day in and day out of the market for 10 years, because that's a, that's a lot of time, um, I can probably get that done in a week or a few weeks or a month, something like that. Um, so you, you can put a massive amount of hours into your education, into your experience, into building that that RAS, that that uh, that ability to uh, filter, whether it's filtering in what you need to be looking at or filtering out what you don't need to be looking at. Um, a lot of that is gained through backtesting, especially in the beginning uh, stages. So I do think it's important that you always do an initial backtesting. There's, there's no substitute for it as far as training your eyes and getting time in the market. But once you've reached a certain level of trading, and I would say, an experienced level of trading, however you want to uh, define that. I, I would typically say you're already consistently profitable with something else, and now you're kind of at a second stage and, and, and adding something else. Um, that's when you don't have to do as much historical testing in the uh, in the market. So 
that's it. I'm sure I had more. I've been holding on to this topic for a few hours, so I'm sure I forgot some of the stuff for some of the points that I wanted to make. Um, but family first, it's boys' night. We had to make sure the boys were active and, and, and make sure they enjoy the a good night with their dad. So as always, thank you guys for joining me. Do me a favor uh, before you leave again, hit that uh, that uh, subscribe button if you're watching here on YouTube. A lot of cool stuff coming up on this channel. Um, if you're listening to this on your, on your podcasting app, make sure you leave me a rating and a review if you can. That is the best way you can support the show. Keep sharing the message, right? Keep telling your friends. Keep shooting me messages that can potentially turn into future Trading Coach podcast episodes. And I look forward uh, to discussing a lot of the topics that you guys have questions about. All right, until next time, plan your trade, trade your plan. Take care.